Welcome to the second episode of the Bad Pipes podcast. Uh, today with me is Mr. Scott Kelly. Scott Kelly. And I, of course, am Andrew Weaver. Uh, let's hop right into it, though. Uh, news. You got any cool news? Any good news? No. I've been like, I was at a music festival for the last like four days. So I was completely disconnected from everything. And I have absolutely nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I was having a pretty normal weekend until uh, <laughs> Sunday night when I apparently had a partial complex seizure for the first time in my life. So, hey, it it fucking happens, I guess. And I went to the hospital. <clears throat> I had just a whole fucking adventure there. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, and then uh, got out kind of later in the afternoon yesterday. And uh, I guess from now until the uh, foreseeable future, I'll be taking uh, <laughs> two anti-seizure pills a day. So that's uh, that's an interesting development in my life, to it's, say the least. This is your brain keeping you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, just, I, uh, you, had a, you had a little reset. It was like, hey, just working too hard. Time to reset. A fair reminder. Mm, mortality. Yeah. <laughs> God, dude, like the way Shelby tells some of the stories, they they truly are significantly scarier from her side than they were from mine. Because like for mm-hmm. me, it was just like I was trapped in a box. I knew what I wanted to say, but I physically could not do it. Right. So it was like they're all asking you like, oh, so like what is it? What's the issue that, mm-hmm. you know, has basically brought you into the hospital today? And, you're, and I'm sitting there like. I can't, um, can't, uh, and I just can't say that I, I can't express myself. I can't, uh, you just can't figure out how to finish the sentence. Yeah, no, like literally the words were gone. Mm -hmm. The words were gone. And I was like very quickly losing more and more words as like time progressed Mm -hmm. until, uh, it got to the point where I was like laying down on table in one of the, you know, fucking rooms back there. And Shelby, my girlfriend, is like, what is my name? And I'm like, Shelby. She's like, what's my whole name? And I go, Shelby. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, just tell it to me real quick. And she goes, it's Shelby, you know, her last mm-hmm. name. And I go, Shelby Forben Herb Harbin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, I'm trying to say my boss's name. She's like, what's your boss's name? And I'm like, it's. Aaron Vaughn, and she's like, no, not right at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure from from her perspective, very scary. Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, the whole thing was like, no fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if you're ever given the choice, don't have a fucking partial (laughs) complex seizure. (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm here at the, the music festival, and I have no service the entire weekend. And then my phone all of a sudden decides to get service just so I can get these text messages from Shelby, who obviously is very scared and, and is giving all of us this rundown, like all of your close friends, the rundown of what's going on. Yeah, I was and a little I'm, mad because I wanted to like <laughs> surprise you and uh, <laughs> no one just, might be like, guess what I did over the weekend? I had a hospital trip and a seizure. <laughs> yep. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Yeah. And I'm like, the weirdest thing is that like, it wasn't 
like a seizure that you see in the movies, you know, where they like fall and they're like, yeah, yeah, spasming out, spasming out. You know, it was like I was pretty much just brain broke, generally in control. Mm -hmm. And then like you'd be like, cross your legs, and I'd cross my arms and be completely fucking confused by it. But yeah, there was no like frothing at the mouth or any of that stuff. It was like that's probably for the best. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, so that's my news. <laughs> <laughs> what are we more, talking about today? Exciting than mine. Um, today, I believe we're talking about, in general, I guess we'll start with Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth Enterprises, the whole Amazon thing. We can talk about that. The baby delve into other IP that is being picked up by the major companies and corporations and being bastardized in some way and being turned into something, you know, maybe something good or maybe something unrecognizable and absolutely trash. Um there's been quite a bit, and it's usually a, a pretty prevalent topic, I feel like, within the... Well, I mean, if they would just stop doing it, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. That's fair. <laughs> and, and you know what? Then there wouldn't be a podcast, so maybe they should just keep doing it. Yeah, maybe they should, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never make good art again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess first we're talking about the new, new line cinema Tolkien movies. So these just got announced in the atmospheres of the interwebs. I think the general consensus has been one of two things. On the one hand, you got people that think they're remaking the Lord of the Rings movies, which as far as I've seen is not the truth. Have you seen anything other? So I actually just looked it up. I just typed in New Line Cinema, new LOTR movies. And the top thing that comes out is literally the Lord of the Rings, the War of the Rohirrim, which has a Apparently, 2024 release date. Yeah, and that got that got announced a while ago. Because that oh, is this an is an animated. animated. Okay, yeah. so this is totally different. Okay, but um, I think it is technically under that same umbrella of okay. uh, projects that are coming out. Yeah, no, because at first, uh, you know, I actually found the news out from my boss. We're sitting there, and you know, as we're working throughout the day, we'll just scroll the headlines, and he goes, "Oh, they're remaking Lord of the Rings." I said, "No way!" Like because obviously Peter Jackson did a very good job with the original trilogy. I, I think it's it's true. It's a true adaptation. It worked really well. Everyone, I think, was pretty pleased with it uh, for the most part. So I was like, what? Like, why already? Why would we do this? Like, there's nothing wrong with that trilogy. Um, especially because, like, I feel like if they're going to redo it, they're going to just absolutely fuck it up in some way. They're going to try to appease the masses any way they can and put some shit in there that we don't need. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be happy until I've got my my Brazilian hobbits and my, <laughs> and my Asian dwarves. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I, I'm i hoping they do, I think we were talking about this earlier, just do a different storyline. Like, bring us into, you know, bring us into, it doesn't even have to necessarily be apart from the actual uh, War of the Ring. Just, like, bring us something happening elsewhere with unrelated characters. Like, we don't need to bring in these major characters... What Amazon did, like, why do we need Gandalf in the new series? Why do we need Galadriel and all these? Like, why couldn't we make a new story contributes to all, like, like all of Lord of the Rings, like all of the actual world and universe? Like, why, why try to like bend and manipulate the storylines of these characters to like, you know, to not be like we talked about, like Galadriel, like she's now this angry, vengeful. I want to kill Sauron. As we know, the culmination of the series is going to be. They end up storming Mount Doom with the last Lance Men and Elves. And they're either going to rewrite it to be that she was actually there the entire time, even though she was clearly not from the, tr- the original trilogy. 
True. Or she had something better to do elsewhere. She doesn't care about Sauron anymore. She's not mad. She's actually in love with him. She I mean, aren't we all? She couldn't go fight him. <laughs> I mean, he was very sexy. He was the, in the Amazon series. <laughs> the sexiest boat guy. Washed up <laughs> boat man. I don't even know. Her. That whole fucking show makes me so mad. I mean, he very much makes Gladriel wet as a river rock. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, kind of like you were saying, I wish they would do more stuff in the vein of, like, War of the Rohirrim. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically because that, in particular, is a story that, like, is Third Age. It's about Helm Hammerhand and his, like... I don't know if it's a civil war or something like that Mm -hmm. in the Rohirrim, but as far as I know, I think it's like a pretty hefty tragedy, you know? So like Mm -hmm. it's, it's got some darkness to it. Mm -hmm. If, if they're truly making it in anime and not just like an animated thing, then I think that lends some credit, lends some credence to it being a, uh, like a darker kind of show. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so much you could do. I mean, Again, obviously you have Tolkien's works and you have you have this entire universe he created. If you're going to like be making stuff within it anyways, like I'd say like just stay away from those main storylines, stay away from stuff that really bastardizes like his vision. Take liberties elsewhere. If that's if if you're going to do so. I mean, if we just want to complain about rings of power right now because i mean like i mean we, like, we did so for months like what is the argument against like making more tolkien stuff it's rings of power yeah and it's that because they they did so fucking abysmally yeah uh like being true to the author being true to the source material giving you characters that aren't fucking annoying <laughs> just like morford clark is pretty enough but like Look at the fucking script she had. Like, I, it's abysmal, man. Like, it's, (laughs) dude, you and me sitting down and being like, we have to write a very serious high fantasy story could churn out a better script than they did for that show. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just break the laws of physics. We, we want to write in a, 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 like a really cool looking sword that ends up being a dumbass key that unlocks a dam. I get that. So that the water can flow across the land and up the mountain yeah. down also, into <laughs> down into it. It to, only works if the orcs have dug the fucking trenches. What is and, that? And then don't get me started on the pyroclastic flow. Uh, <laughs> Everyone should have been dead there. They all should have died. They all should have. I honestly, to this day, do not know if dumping a bunch of water into a volcano will actually set it off. Because I know that when they were defending the show, they were like, that's true. That's a thing that can happen. But, like, at the same time, I just don't believe it. No. Um, no, they just did it for shock effect. Yeah. It's like, this is how this is how Mordor came to be. And, I mean, the the again, we talked about, like, they, can't, they couldn't get, like, even one thing right. It just would have been so much better if, like, when the event occurred and they want to like rename the land, just say Mordor. But instead they were like, nah, let's just have this like nice scrawling text that burns away and transforms into Mordor instead of like just saying it outright. The whole thing did have the vibe of like, 
had the vibe of like a really good <laughs> middle school TV production. You know, yeah, it kind of seemed that way. That's I, I just watched that. I, like I was watching the editing. The, did. Yeah, as the text burnt away and like revealed the thing, I was like, man, this is so corny. It feels like I'm watching like some like little like TV production class in middle yeah, school or like, like a fucking <laughs> youtube fan film yeah. where it's like here's my original character they're the strongest york that's ever been <laughs> and then like they fucking set mordor on fire and that's how mordor came to be <laughs> yes man why can't we just have nice things we can't <laughs> and you know you know the harfoot's wagon wheels are going to become their doors you already know it. I swear to God, if they're gonna they, go settle down. Legitimately, do I? They're will gonna never find, watch another. They're episode. gonna find I said a nice the first little time, place. They're gonna settle down. I'm gonna say it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. We can't have nice things. It's so tangentially related to that is the uh, Magic: The Gathering, Lord of the Rings set. Yep. I know it there just was. Came out, or is it about to come out? No. It's. Um. I believe it's coming out in. It's coming out later this year. I want to say it hasn't been 100% confirmed, but I think it's the fall. Um, I think September. I see. Around September. Um, so, yeah, it hasn't come out yet, but there were leaks of some of the cards, and people were absolutely losing their shit over uh, over Black Aragorn. So, yeah, very, very different vision they decided to go with. And, and obviously, you know, people bringing it up and just going like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't match my vision of him or, like, the way he was described – or even like, like, you know, going with Vigo, like, like just do, you know, uh, depict Vigo in the card, essentially. Which I don't know if there's some sort of issue with crossover between the art within the set and the art that Wizards of the Coast is allowed to use yeah, and the in the movies. I don't believe, uh, yeah. The Lord of the Rings to them to make cards yeah. with. So, um, but no, I mean, I'm going to look more into it. I, I know we just had the leaks. Some of the mechanics within the set looked pretty good. Um, like there's, I think there's something about like there, there's a, a mechanic where you're tempted by the ring, and like being tempted so many times leads to certain effects on your gameplay. So I think that's pretty interesting. So I'd, I'll be interested to see what they do with it and see like what other art they come out with because. That particular depiction of Aragorn um, was in within a card that's literally a card for Aragorn and Arwen. So, but Arwen looks pretty much like movie. Yes, Arwen. yes, she does. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if there's going to be like a separate card for just Aragorn that's going to have different art of him because it's been very interesting. There, there have been other magic sets where they've done this sort of thing, where they they have different artist renditions of the same character that look very, very different. And it's throwing people off. It's like there's no consistency even within the set. Like I get it if it changes from set to set and we have like a different depiction over like, you know, you know, from one set to another over the course of years. But it's like they've started to do this thing where they have vastly different renditions of the same character within a single set. Um, one, one example is the Brothers War. Like, you look at the Brother Wars, Brothers War set, which is about the Brothers War between Urza and Mishra, and you can see, like, uh, particularly in Mishra, like, they do vastly different depictions. It's just kind of it's kind of weird. It's it's like, I would like that consistency because the, the art and the flavor is something that has always, to me, been pretty important, but I believe 
lately Wizards has kind of moved away from that. Um, and I think it hurts Magic in general because I've always loved, you know, the flavor. Like, we've talked about Innistrad being one of our favorite sets. Yeah. You know, the, the Gothic Horror style, like, that's always... Always love something like that, especially like even the flavor text within the cards just brings them to life and makes it feel like a real place. Nope, that was that was some big drama with with that. I mean, well, here's my basic feelings on the matter, right? Mm-hmm. And they almost verbatim are the same as like Asmongold's whenever he was talking about it. I look at Black Aragorn, and I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care that they made Aragorn black for the Magic the Gathering stuff. But also, if I was really trying to piss people off, that's what I would do. You know? Yeah. And so it just feels like a move that's meant to piss people off, not actually like... Like, first off, how are you advancing, uh, like, the social atmosphere or where we are socially whatsoever by making Aragorn black on a fucking Magic the Gathering set, it set yeah. right? Especially whenever, canonically, he is white. Yeah. He is, he's a North Europeaner, most likely, mm-hmm. because Tolkien's whole idea for writing Lord of the Rings was an alternate history for Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, like, and of all the things for Magic to be like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is how we're showing that we're on the correct side of like history or whatever. Yeah. But then like, where's the fucking like Zulu flavored magic sets or like, Mm. I'm going to be honest. I don't know many other African cultures. Mm -hmm. You could bring a lesser known one into a magic set and be like, look, we based all of this off of the history of like this zone or this area of, of Africa. And it's like, these certain tribes all at interplay, you know, and then you can have a whole fucking set that doesn't have any white people. It's got only African people. And I don't know, you can do fucking black elves, all black elves, all black dwarves. You can do whatever you want. You know, you're magic. The gathering. You can do whatever you want. Great. And I think they could avoid all this. Like just use your own IP. Magic has such good IP and they have so many good stories. Like, I get it. Hasbro wants their money. So yeah, they're going to do a Lord of the Rings set. And you know, that, you know, wizards wants to stay on this, this train of, of trying to appease the masses and, you know, be inclusive all around. But it's like, you can do that within your own IP. Like some of my favorite characters, like, like it's magic. The gathering, they're planeswalkers. Yeah. There are potentially exactly. infinite planes, make some new shit exactly. and stop giving us Urza yeah. three times in what the past 10 years. Yeah. No, like one of my favorite, uh, characters in all of magic, probably my favorite character, my favorite planeswalker is Teferi, who is, you know, a, a black character. Yeah. And I love him and I'd love to see more stories revolving around him. He's pretty well involved within the story right now. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. I, I think we should see him back in the next set, but I'm like, just give us more with that. Like in, instead of, you know, I, I think this whole bringing in the universe is beyond was stupid from the beginning. It pissed a lot of people off and it's like, I, I hate it now. Like, I, you know, I, I play with my, you know, the play groups I play with, like, you know, the people at the Kava Bar, we'll be playing Commander, and I'm like, I'll have my Urza deck that I've built with all magic cards that are magic IP and from magic sets. And then I go up against, like, a Transformers fucking Commander deck, and I'm like, cool. So I've got, like, Urza and oh, all, I mean, my, all my artifact constructs. Transformers are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bud. But I'm like, I just... 
it drives me crazy. I, I purposely will not include. Are there any like meta My Little Pony decks? <laughs> not yet. There are some My Little Pony cards, but like. I are guess... they just like a one-off kind of thing? Yeah, I think they were like a secret layer drop or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. No, they're they're going to continue this on. I know they're, they've got Lord of the Rings coming out. They're doing Doctor Who. You know, they had Transformers recently, which were just like incru- included in the uh, the Brothers War set. They're just, they're, they're continuing on with this expansion of the universes beyond, and I just hate that they're, like, legal within Commander and stuff like that. I just wish they would keep them separate. Kind of like an unglued array. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm like, I get why they're doing it. Like, Commander, Commander is supposed to, like, have as, as many cards be as legal as possible. And, like, I liked the concept of, like, these, like, universes beyond cards were just reskinned versions of legal normal magic cards kind of like what they did with Ikoria where like you had like the Godzilla cards but yeah, they were yeah, actually the just alternate art yeah they had the they had the names of it beyond now like or below the the title of the card yeah now it's like they're creating new cards specifically and then they're going back and reskinning them as magic cards rather, rather than the other way around hmm. which I think is pretty stupid and backwards I think come up with your concepts and and build it under your IP first and then go ahead and be like, well, we want to reskin this. Like, let's reskin and like do this set of Stranger Things or Lord of the Rings or Doctor Who, whatever you're doing. Yeah. No, it just it it drives me crazy when I'm playing in a game and I'm just like, cool, I've got Urza fighting Optimus Prime. Like, <laughs> what has magic become? A, a fucking cash grab. That's what it is. I they're. Mean, I mean, when you look at it, they're they're churning out fucking. You gotta get the money. They're basically turning out a fucking set a month this year. There's so oh many sets God, coming dude. out. And then and then when you look at it, they're they've got they have a new master set coming out. They're doing Commander Masters, which Commander's their baby now because everyone fucking plays Commander. I let me stop you. I fucking hate Commander. Oh, I do too. I would play 60 card with you guys if we if we all played 60 card, right? Yeah. But the fact that everyone wants to fucking play Commander just pisses me off. Yeah. Did we talk about this the last time we were recording? Because I don't think like we, I don't think we did. I think we talked a little bit uh just about like I, I think I brought up like the, bar. the aesthetics of uh, 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 the vampires and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But no, I mean we at my bar we mostly play sixty card. Uh, it's like the guys in St. Augustine that we play against in like our tournaments and stuff. They're mostly playing Commander, and I'm like, it, Commander just drives me crazy because it feels like it's so it's usually swayed too far one way always whenever you're playing. Someone just pops off more so than the others or, like, has this, like, stupidly built deck and it's so hard to compete with. I'm like, I always prefer, you know, 60 card. That's what we've been trying to play. But, no, but, but yeah, this Commander Master set, here's how much of a cash grab this shit is. They're coming out with this set, a set booster box of this, this new set, which is, I believe, 30 booster packs of cards is running... Like three, so wait, not the standard. Close to three, yeah, close to three seventy-five for a booster box. Oof, and that's not a collector's booster. That is just a set booster, and I believe it's running like three ten, three twenty for a draft booster box, which is thirty-six packs. But you're guaranteed, like, you're basically going to get less rares because the set boosters are more. It, it's this stupid. They're just overproducing all this product. Like, it's like I wish we would just go back to the time where we had one type of booster box. Not a draft booster, set booster, collector booster, and then you have like 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 they did with the new set. They've got this other like bundle that just came out like a few weeks after the release of the set, where it's like yeah, now you can get these like, you know how we had like 
four alternate art card, like well, four alternate art versions of like this one card. Now you can get another one in this new set. It's like if you want to collect all five or six alternate art versions of Elish Norn, buy one box of each kind. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, it's it's just they're they're. I feel like Ikoria was the first set for me. Well, it was the last <coughs> set for me, where I was like, "Good God, man! You got full art cards. You got uh, yeah. borderless cards. You got alternate art. You got oh, ho- yeah. a holographic on top of that. You know." And I was just like, "I mean, this is fun for a set that I really like." But I don't think I'm ever going to do this again. Yeah. Because no, I really like those cards. I really liked Ikoria. I really liked the art for it. And I think that was the only one that I've ever bought a, uh, like a collector's box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, after that, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Especially because, like, playing wasn't very fun either at the time because uh, we'd be playing, like, four-man games mm-hmm. of Commander and, like, the games just wouldn't fucking end, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, let's get together and play Magic, and then you end up playing one game for the whole fucking afternoon. Every so time. Ludicrous. Every time. It goes so long. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're if you're counting both the foil and non-foil versions of the new Elish Norn, there's 12 total prints of her in this one set wow the same card the same title just different ones but like even without the foil versions i'm pretty sure there's like something like seven or eight different versions Hmm. it's just like i i get it like people love their alternate arts but why do we have to do so many alternate arts of the exact same card money cards gotta look different yeah yeah i can't use the same one as someone else no, I mean they're doing some cool stuff with it. It's just How they're just oversaturated. Before we get a uh, a fully a art, <laughs> fully AI created magic set art magic set. Yeah. Well, now they can just stop treating their uh, now they can just stop treating their artists like shit and underpaying them, and they can just you know put their ideas into a computer and have it spit out art for them. Oh, that'll be the next thing. You know, budget cuts at Hasbro. Oh yeah. First thing we're getting rid of are all these fucking artists that keep sneaking dicks into the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Nope. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when we get more leaks and more spoilers for the Lord of the Rings set. I'm still intrigued by it. We'll see how it goes. You know, some of the mechanics look cool. Um, I'm just curious to see if they keep it, keep consistency throughout the set and what they're going to do with that. Let's get back on topic. Another part of the cinema talk, the movie talk, mm-hmm. was uh, the Disney remakes, the live-action movies. Yeah. So, most recently, Peter Pan has been announced. I think it's going straight to Disney+, Plus, oh. which is not surprising because it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> Even the Mary Sue was like, why does Disney hate cinematography so much? Yeah. Um, yeah. It does look like it's April 28th straight to Disney Plus, it would appear. April 28th. Yeah. I think I'm doing an improv show that night. Nice. Thanks. Where at? <laughs> Docs us the, right uh, now. News Journal Center. Oh, nice. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You got all these uh, live action Disney remakes. Which I hate. I, I don't think I've watched a single one. I just, why do we have to take, I miss the old animation style. Like I miss like, 
At least they animated miss, stories. Like, the 2D like, animation. Like style. I wish we would move away from the CGI and like we they, they could keep it. Like there's so much nostalgia within that that sort of art form, and I love that. It's like now you're taking these stories which have already been told, and already been told well, and in in a style that is beloved by many and you're, you're just like, let's not be too hasty. Cause like the first jungle book, the one that started all the live action remakes mm-hmm. out was actually pretty good. Yeah. I still haven't even seen that one. Uh, I believe it's, uh, Oh fuck. Who's the dude that's but directing Mandalorian. Is that Favreau? Yeah. Favreau. Yeah. I believe it was Favreau, which is funny. Cause then he turned around eventually did lion King and it <laughs> fucking sucked. <laughs> Yep, didn't see that one either. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that one. It was... I heard it was pretty bad. It was, uh, what's the word? Antediluvian? Is that the word for uh, mm. <laughs> unsettling and otherworldly? <laughs> no, I just like... Didn't we already have Hook? Like, isn't that a thing? Is that, that's basically already a live action. Yeah, but was Hook Disney? I don't know, was it? Look at that. <laughs> Uh, there was the Peter Pan that got made when we were like in middle school, maybe with the blonde kid. Um, Hook, the film distributed by TriStar Pictures. So yeah, I don't guess so. Nope. Interesting. Anyway, Peter Pan and Wendy. Peter Pan and Wendy. You look, you watch the trailer, right? And it's all dark. It's all very dark. But you're like, okay, well, maybe if you're doing all the stuff in in London, really dark and foggy and gray, and that's like classic London. Yeah. Uh, but then they get to uh, Neverland, and it's still dark. <laughs> it's completely I, overcast. I've seen, I've seen pe- people talking about, we don't want to use lighting anymore. Like, <laughs> like I, House of the Dragon was great. But I remember them. Uh, people were talking about one of the scenes, um, like one of the episodes that was so dark throughout the entire thing, very similar to how they shot, um, like the attack on Winterfell. That like people couldn't even enjoy it. Like they they just weren't able to see like what was going on. Um, I see them talk about like some other movies or shows that I wonder which episode do the same thing. Um, I, think, I don't feel like I had that issue. I think it was towards the end. I think it was like. When they were at um, uh, Dragonstone, and you had like some of the stuff going on at, at, out at night, like on the beach and all, with uh, um, oh, it was pretty yeah. early on, wasn't it? Maybe it was. I I, I can't remember. It, it's wasn't it like uh, I watched that. So like, it feels like I watched it forever ago at this point because what's her name with the gay husband? Oh God. Um, um, anyway, wasn't it like, Oh, Oh, Renera, right? Yeah. Renera, her, her husband. Uh, wasn't he like sneaking around at night trying to get his willy wet or something? (laughs) I mean, I, I, I feel like yes, but I think, I think again, I can't remember. I, I, we consume so we consume so much media now. It feels like we watch these shows and I'm just like, I, I can't remember what happened. I've seen too many TV shows. I don't know. I didn't feel like I had any complaints about uh, House of the Dragon. No, I was I was a big fan. I thought it was great. Yeah, like I don't remember being frustrated at all by the cinematography or anything like that. Yeah. But literally just watching this this one little trailer, you're like, oh please, for fuck's sake, just tell me it's just this one 
like scene that's like this washed out and yeah no it's all of them and they um, all look so dirty they all look like they're all dirty wearing ugly clothes (laughs) being stupid and i don't know i just don't think that uh i don't think the show's a i don't think it was meant for a theatrical release it looks pretty small and b i i don't think it's gonna do well like i mean that's probably why they're releasing to disney plus yeah they know they know it won't compete in movies yeah no one's gonna go see it it's also weird for them to uh, race swap Tinkerbell. Have we talked about that yet? Um, no, I don't think we have. So they race swapped Tinkerbell. They race swapped Twinker Twinkerbell. Twinkerbell. They race swapped <laughs> and they tanked Twinkerbell, and then they all the one Peter Pan. Which, like, I don't see a big problem in that. I mean, she she's literally a you know mythical beast. She's a, a what a fairy, right? Something. I guess fairies are mythical. Yeah. Beasts, people. It, it, has she or fairies I, people? I, I haven't no <laughs> even seen the trailer. Is she like? Is she? She's still like tiny, right? If I they're think not so. Like, I will say this: the CGI looks bad. Uh, she looks like she's uh, plopped into like every scene she's in. Yeah, I would say hopefully they fix that before the show comes out. But uh, She Hulk has taught me that they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just lazy, lazy CGI. Oh my god, dude. I just don't know how you went from like, I don't know, man. Like there's so many movies from back in the nineties that look good. Like the CGI looks good still like Jumanji. It's not always super clean, but there are a lot of scenes that are surprisingly clean in it. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park stands up. The super Mario brothers movie has some (laughs) of the cleanest CGI I've ever seen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, we're, we're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about ninety three, but uh, I was gonna say, or is it ninety two? We, we, I can't remember. We, we clearly aren't talking about the the new the one Super Mario with, with Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's gonna be coming out. It's entirely CGI. No, I'm not talking that one. I'm not talking that one. I'm talking about the classics. I thought you know. I thought maybe you got an advanced copy of that one. We were you know, <laughs> talking about it, but no. Look, um, man, if it's not Super Mario Brothers on VHS, I, just, I don't want it. I, I think, again, this all comes down to the corporations wanting as much money as possible. So what are they going to do? They're not going to take their time with these things. They're just going to churn out what they can and see what sticks. They're 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 just spitballing. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to pay a team of writers or uh, anyone, anything else to just take the story from the old one and yeah. put a new skin on it and stick it out in the market. Seems like that's going on a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it. I think we've reached critical mass in in. There's nothing cinema else and media. new to be made. <laughs> no more good stories to tell. I don't know. I'm pretty excited for Dune. But I mean, I was gonna say, take something like Dune. I've I haven't watched Dune. The fuck is wrong with you? I know. But I saw it three times. Everyone, you know everyone I've spoken to, who has seen it, has loved it. Three times in theater. Ooh. Just so you know. You spent a pretty penny on that. Uh, one of them was free because Jake had an extra ticket. And Fair. yeah, the other two were kind of expensive because one of them I had to drive to Orlando to see it in IMAX. So yeah, I think I started it up on HBO and then I I got a little ways into it. And then um, 
something happened. I fell asleep. Like it was like late at night and I like fell asleep mm. and just like never got back to watching it or, or I don't, I don't know, but no, I've been thinking I need to, I need to pick it back up and um, finish it. But at the same time, I, I kind of want to read it. So I think I have a copy of it. I might still have your copy of it. I doubt it. I don't think I would have given you a copy, dude. You did a while ago, but I might've given it back to you. Not sure. Give you a copy of Dune? You did. You said, you need to read this. And I said, uh, okay. And then I, I didn't read it. And then it. you didn't read it. <laughs> what a shithead. I know. <laughs> I don't read nearly as much as I should. Oh, man. I feel like we're moving pretty quick here. Um, speaking of reading, Neuromancer. I was on par to finish it this weekend, but then I had a, a break partial blast. complex. <laughs> You went, you went, you went neuromancer on yourself. I fucking, uh, I got burned. (laughs) Flatlined. Zeroed. Um, honestly, dude, bringing up neck, uh, necromancer, neuromancer. Last time when we were talking about IA, IA, stroke. Are you, I was like, are you having Um, enough seizure over here? No. Uh, fuck. What was I saying? AI. Bringing up AI. Uh, was like surprisingly relevant for that because it had just about every form of AI in it. Mm-hmm. So the main kid, Case, mm-hmm. he uh, he's using a like a captured image of a guy's psyche, right, as an AI mm-hmm. to help him like hack into things. So it's basically an AI on ROM is how it's read. So like it's a read-only memory, right? Yeah. Um, so it can't improve itself. It's just like a snapshot of a dude's brain. And so it has like some limited thinking capabilities, but it can't like improve itself at all. Mm -hmm. And actually an AI that improves itself is illegal in this world. Uh. So they have a, a government agency basically called Turing Mm -hmm. from, you know, the Turing test, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and this touring company um, make sure that AIs are not like getting out and improving themselves. And you as an individual can be held uh, liable, criminally liable for augmenting an AI. Huh. So then you've also got like full on AIs that are able to improve themselves and basically have to be like kept in a box. The whole, dude, I'm telling you, knowing that this book was written in the fucking 80s and it fits like perfectly within the modern cyberpunk like lexicon, like everything you read in there sounds like something that could have come straight out of like cyberpunk 2077, right? I'm not saying like cyberpunk 2077 is like the end all be all of cyberpunk stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not. But it does give you a pretty good glimpse at like what's the slang, what's the dress, what's the setting, you know. It gives you all of that. Um, Yeah. And a lot of that's even based off of Neuromancer, right? So like Night City comes from Neuromancer. Night City is the city of... uh, Of night. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sure. But yeah, no, Night City is the city in... uh, 
Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's exactly the same, though. Mm-hmm. I have been utterly blown away by this book. It's very good. Nice. Maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah. Hopefully I'll finish it someday. So, still haven't been doing my reading, but... Pathetic. Been a little busy. You know, ma- magic and and whatnot. Music festivals. Yeah. Got, um, s- got to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was great. You think that's better than reading Neuromancer? Depends on who you're asking. <laughs> asking you. <laughs> I mean, maybe. When 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 will when really do you get the chance to see Earth, Wind, and Fire? So, but no, I might. I you know I I've been saying I need to I need to get back pick up my reading. So you know I'll put it on the list with the copy of Dune I still have from you. Yeah. In <laughs> read Dune. Read uh, Neuromancer. I mean, honestly, if you just want like a pretty good snapshot of like a bunch of different genres of science fiction mm-hmm. i can give you a list i just have to go home and put it together first but yeah because there's a lot of really interesting books out there that are a little dated but like absolutely hold up as far as like the philosophy behind them right yeah like if you ever get the chance to read um the guy that wrote starship troopers can't remember his name right now not sure. It's been a long weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Starship Troopers. Um, uh, Robert Heinlein. That's Robert, right. Robert A. Heinlein. Heinlein. So Heinlein, uh, first off, Starship Troopers, very good book. Uh, very from, different from the movies. As I say, from 1959. Yeah. It's publication. Yes. Um. I could be wrong, but I think that's the first book where, like, power armor comes in. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like we get that in so much now. Like, you've got, like... Yeah. Like, generally, like, different forms, but, like, you know, it's obviously prevalent in Warhammer, Halo. Yeah. Like, this concept, I think, resonates throughout a lot of modern sci-fi. So, I mean, the fact that this was... If, if that's the case, the fact that this was published in 1959, I mean, that's... Yeah, Pretty yeah. it's crazy. got like power armor and jump packs and stuff like that. And uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, but there's another book he wrote called... <laughs> My brain don't work no more. Um, Let's find out. Stranger from a Strange Land. Oh, yep. When they... When he originally published that book... They made him rip 40,000 words out of it. Really? Yeah. So I think uh, with those 40,000 words put back in, I think the book is like 220,000 words. It's a pretty long book. But I don't think I've ever thought as hard as I have while reading that book. Really? Yeah. It's really good. Um, Now, yeah. what's that one about? All right, so... I see a little, I see, like, I'm on the wiki right now, so, like, I see a little little thing about, a little bit about the plot. It says, yeah. uh, focuses on a human raised on Mars and his adaptation to understanding of, uh, understanding of humans and their culture, set in a post-Third World War United States. Yes. So, basically, this team of scientists were on a rocket, mm-hmm. or spaceship, I guess, to Mars. On the way there there was like a series of 
romantic infidelities, uh, which led to uh, a, a bunch of people losing their lives. Mm-hmm. One of the survivors, or I think the kid maybe, is the only one who makes it to Mars. Yeah, And so he ends up getting raised by Martians who have a very different way of uh, looking at the world than we do. Yeah. And then he comes back. Uh, I think the military sends a, the military sends a ship to Mars Mm -hmm. and uh, he comes back with them. But there's some hijinks at play because uh, because he was the first person to land on Mars and he was not technically part of that corporate or uh, that original mission for them all to go to Mars. He is now the sole inheritor of Mars. He owns all of Mars by Earth law. Interesting. Uh, so a whole bunch of factions are like trying to get him and get control of him. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he's still just like barely trying to learn English and very much struggling with it. And eventually the book becomes about polyamory, which is, uh, uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not like a polysexual relationship or anything like that, but like actual polyamory, like being an, in love, fully in love with like multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because Heinlein himself was polyamorous. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he finished his life up having like two or three uh, other partners. I think all women. I could be wrong though. The book though poses some pretty good questions. It is long though. So if you read it, tell me about it. Tell me what no, you I think. Mean that- that definitely intrigues me. I like uh, just just from looking at it. I, I saw it get delves into like organized religion and stuff like that, and how like in this world how powerful they are and and etc. So no, I I, I think uh, I think I'll have to start picking up some books again. That way, you know, we have a little bit more to talk about on the podcast here. Yeah, our uh, our little book club. Yeah, you know, start a separate one just for books we're reading. Re- yeah, I just read been- and discuss. I've just been buying shit on fucking Audible all the time. Which, it did come to my attention that Audible is not always the best for the authors that have their stuff on there. It's Amazon, though, so I, I think you kind of have to figure that. Um, mm-hmm. But I know, like, what's his name? Like, Brandon Sanderson or whatever, that guy that finished up the Wheel of Time series. I think he puts his on a different site now, so... I don't really know. I don't know, man. I keep trying to like, I keep trying to just consume ethically and running into like, oh, these people take 40% of the profits from when people sell their this or that. And you're like, oh my God, (laughs) I just want to support the fucking artist, you know? Instead, I'm like lining the fucking corporate pockets of some douchebag. Let's see what else. What else do we have here? Have you started the new season of Mandalorian? Yeah, I have not. I'm all one episode in. How was it? I'll be honest. Mandalorian is the only Star Wars thing right now where I go, it's more Star Wars, and I don't feel like it's a bad thing. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I I'm not sitting here going like 
oh man, it's like my favorite thing. It's so good. I think it's so well written, but it is like, it's a bearable show. It's enjoyable, enjoyable, enjoyable to watch. And at the end of it, I feel like I watched some Star Wars. Yeah. Now, everything else, with the exception of Andor, which I'll get to in a second, everything else that's come out has been just fucking abysmal. Yeah. Right? Like, I knew so many people that were excited for Kenobi to come out. And seeing the trailers for it, I was like, oh, no, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this like, doesn't look good. I think I watched four episodes of Kenobi or somewhere around there and just gave up. Like, uh, other than The Mandalorian. It's a hard show. Like it's the, a hard show because it's yeah. so bad, the, and the, it does not reward you for watching. Yeah, The Mandalorian I kept up with, and then, like, Book of Boba Fett came out, and I like, started that one, and I was like, this just, like, I, I don't know. It just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel like Star Wars enough. That one, once again, very bad. Well, the thing is, right, is you take Boba Fett, who up to the point where he's in that show for, right? Where that show starts off is him like, it's simultaneously him in the Sarlacc pit and him returning the Tatooine, right? So him in the Sarlacc pit is entirely too fucking soft. And then he's like getting beat up by fucking Tusken Raiders and shit. You're the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, right? Not like, oh, he's one of the best. No, he is the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. He has the number one spot and he can't beat a fucking Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Your average run of the mill Tuscan Raider in a quarter staff fight. Like, dude, come on, man. What why do we have to make every fucking hero or anti hero or whatever that we have? We have to like make them dog shit at everything despite the fact that their whole backstory is like, I'm the best of the best. Yeah. They got to give them some lame-ass struggle. I mean, dude, it's it's like it's an issue with Disney because they did the same thing with uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. So they did Falcon Winter Soldier and Winter Soldier for like half of that fucking show can't fight anyone. And you're like, what happened to being the best? <laughs> yeah. The best assassin in the world. It's off the window. I I just don't get it, man. Like, you can tell stories that aren't about people developing their skills or, like... Yeah, kind of seems like they're being lazy. They're just, like... Yeah, I mean, they got a nice, big, full, green field of wheat. They could feed the people <laughs> with the wheat. But then they go, no. I have a better idea and they cut all the wheat down and they burn it and they go, I'm fertilizing the field. <laughs> and you're like, you should have done that before you made the show. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm just, I'm a bitter old man. Where's all the good content? Where's all the good content? Where's all the good content? I'll tell you where. House of the Dragon. Yes. And or. I haven't watched it yet. You fuck with. I just got my login <laughs> back for, for Disney Plus, so it's on the list. Did you did you lose it? I just used my parents. I had an issue where it like I got logged out on like multiple of my platforms that I normally use to watch it. Mm. And then like 
in order to log back in, I have to like approve it through an email, which is my dad's email. And I didn't feel like texting him and asking him to do that for me. Dottie. Can father, you please father, please. Is your dad retired? No. No. Nice to work. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. He's, uh, I heard he was here. Oh, yeah. He drove like five and a half hours through the night. Goddamn. Yep. <laughs> it's my dad. If you if you wanted a little attention, you could have just asked for it. Huh? I said if you wanted a little attention, you could have just asked for it. Me? Yeah. You didn't <laughs> you didn't have to go all out and go brain broken on us. It was <laughs> you know, honestly, it was pretty cool having uh a bunch of people kind of like come together and um Yeah. I will say, uh <laughs> there was one point where I was like on top of a, a not a table, I guess, but like a fucking a bed. Yeah. You know how hospital beds are like tables, basically. Yeah. Um, and I look at Shelby and I'm like, Shelby, I got to take a shit. And she's like, <laughs> you can't get up. You're not allowed to get up. You have to stay laying flat. And I'm like, I got to take a shit. And she's like, well, hold on. And so she goes, kiss the nurse, talks to her for a bit. And then I'm like, okay, if you have to poop, we're going to have to put one of these like bedpans under you. And I look at it, dude, the bedpan is like three inches deep. And I go, I can't shit in that. It's gonna, it's gonna get all over me. What the fuck? And I'm like, no, where's the bathroom? I got to take a shit. And like Shelby's like holding me down. Uh, Cause I'm not supposed to be, I'm supposed to be like laying flat. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. Apparently my dad was also laughing at this story where I just kept going, <laughs> I got to take a shit. Uh, you got to poop in the bedpan. I'm not going to fucking poop in that. I got to take a shit and I'm going to go take a shit. <laughs> 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 and then eventually I just gave up because everyone kept bullying me by pushing me back down on the table. And then eventually <laughs> I was like, all right, well at the very least I have to pee. Um, because if I didn't go pee, then the nurse was going to have to stick a catheter in. And I was like, this is unprofessional. Oh, wow. <laughs> phone phone going off in the middle of the podcast. Someone's really trying to reach you. Okay, we're back. I, uh, we never my, went away. I turned my phone off. Um, I'll never know. We never went away. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, they were going to stick a catheter in. Oh, God. And so yeah. even in my uh, adult state, I was like, I got to get some fucking piss out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you ain't sticking anything up there? Uh, No. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. It was... Okay, first off... Determination. Have you, have you ever had the fucking thing in your arm? Oh, dude, yes. I, an IV? Dude. Ugh. Like I'm fine with needles. I'm fine with getting like, shots it put in was the worst. I hate just having something stuck in me. Like having having it like in my arm and sitting there, it just makes me like it just it just makes me feel uneasy. Yeah, because sometimes it pokes you. Yeah, just having that that just feeling it there drives me insane. Yeah, but yeah. I've had it. I've had it multiple times. I've had to be put under for like when I broke my arm and <laughs> uh, just other surgeries. I forgot uh, that you're one of the dull arm breakers. Yeah. Both my arms broken, but the one I had to be put under because they had to re-break it to reset it. And then uh, the other one was... F- hold on. Why'd they have to re-break it to I was, set it? It was a compound fracture. Oh, and it got like on the wrong side of the bone or something? Yeah, yeah, it was a compound fracture. And then what happened was I broke it like New Year's Eve. 
So I went to the ER New Year's Eve, and they were like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. Like, it's broken, but, like, we can't cast it here or whatever, so you're going to have to go to an orthopedist. So they, like, sent me home with it slinged up and everything, gave me some pain meds. And then that New Year's Eve was on, on like, a Friday. So then I had to wait over an entire weekend to finally get in somewhere. And I'm pretty sure they couldn't even get me in until, like, we, we called them on the, that Monday, and they couldn't get me until, like, the end of the week. And then I finally got in there. And I had hit the pavement so hard where they normally administer the local anesthetic. They couldn't do it because I had like the equivalent of a burn on my arm where they're supposed to administer it. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, we're going to have to bring them in to Halifax hospital. And <laughs> so I just docked herself. <laughs> so then you had to go back into the hospital. I had to go. Yeah. I had to go into little, To be fair. That was Halifax hospital. It was the same hospital that you were at that I was born in. Hell yeah, brother. Daytona. Me too. Me too. Uh, but yeah, no. They well, I wasn't. I was at the ER. To be fair, okay. Uh huh. I feel like, I mean, we doxed ourselves. We did dox ourselves last, last episode. episode. So hey, yeah, it is what it is. But no, um, I was at the ER, the other ER, not the not the one at Halifax. And then they admitted me to Halifax, and they had to put me under so that they could like re-break my arm and then like set it properly. And then they had me cast it all the way up to my fucking shoulder. So I spent like most of seventh grade with a fucking castle because I had it cast all the way up to my shoulder and then finally like got it cut down to my elbow and then had that small, like shorter cast on forever. So fucking sucked. Hmm. Um, and then the other time was oh. when I had my appendix out. That was it. I remember what I was saying. Uh, I finally pissed. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh no, wait. Before, before I, when I like, Thought I had to shit, and then I didn't have to shit. And I was like, well, I might have to pee. And I didn't have to pee. And then I was just laying there under a blanket, basically, with my, like, pants around my ankles, practically. <laughs> like, I don't know why the nurse was like, yeah, we'll pull your pants down your fucking ankles. Like, it, you could have done my knees. Okay? <laughs> okay? Uh, so then, like, some family came in, and they were like, oh, let's pray for you. So then they were praying. And then afterwards, I was like, <laughs> my pants were down the whole time. <laughs> uh, For this whole experience, it was like everyone else is in like mortal terror, right? That I'm like dying yeah. or something. And I just keep finding the stupidest fucking shit to laugh at. <laughs> like, like my dad gets there at like 1.30 in the morning. And I had like recently waken up or something because... A, I had a headache so bad that no matter what part of my head I put on the pillow, I was in, like, intense pain. And then B, the bed was so uncomfortable that it was impossible to get, I mean, it was impossible to get comfortable. So eventually I just, like, gave up on trying to sleep until I was, you know, completely exhausted to the point where I had to. And then, like, my dad gets there. And my parents are divorced. They've been divorced since I was, like, three years old. So it's the first time in probably years. I mean, it's probably, like, years since my parents had been in the same room together. It would have been a courtroom, you know. Well, that long together in the same room would have been a courtroom because they were in there for, like, three-ish hours together. So that was kind of weird. It was weird for me to be in the same room as both of my parents for three hours. <laughs> and I just kept making jokes about like, 
I mean, uh, I mean, you didn't think I was going to die, right? Because uh, <laughs> you're you not going to outlive me, you Dad. Can't, you can't take me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid crap like that. And then, um, you know, one of the highlights, actually, of being in the... Uh, I keep wanting to say hotel, but the, the hospital. hospital. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yesterday, whenever I was just, like, sitting in my room doing nothing, uh, Vice had a documentary on Macho Man Randy Savage and his uh, girl-slash-manager, <laughs> Linda, I think? Something like that. I have no idea. I loved it. I was like, this is fucking great. And then Vice was like only doing wrestling documentaries for the rest of the day. Uh, and you were just straight chilling. Yeah, I was like, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, old school uh, westerns and stuff. Like, I don't watch cable anymore, and I guess all this stuff was, like, cable. So Yeah, I don't either. I can't remember the last time I actually had cable. I'm yeah. just like, everything's just streaming now. I mean, it would have been, like, living with my parents, you know, like, yeah, 13 years ago. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> my, my parents don't even have cable. Yeah. I think my dad does. I don't know if my mom does. No, glad, glad you're out. You made it. Yeah. It fixed your brain. <laughs> I don't think anything can fix this brain. I was about to, I was about to say that. <laughs> um Well, I mean, that's about all I've got for this week, unless you wanna Yeah, I don't really have anything. I mean, we could do our last little segment, our uh, what did we call it? The uh Irrelevant. 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 Which I don't even know if I have anything for that. I just have Neuromancer written down. And oh, so we were I, already kind of we were already kind of going through it here. Yeah, we already went through it in the book club section. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah, I'm like irrelevant. I oh, last time I went over the Kava Bar, do I even really have anything else that I do? Not really. <laughs> I basically work and then I go there. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um I I work. <laughs> Not working this week though. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I do either. We're just looking at each other now. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, we can we can cut it short a little bit. You know, only two of us here this week, so you know, whenever we have Nolan, maybe it'll go a little bit longer. We'll have a little bit more input into. Yeah. We'll have a third on. guy that also goes to work and then does it's, something else. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I got something neither of you two got. <laughs> Seizure medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you stuck around this long, thanks for sticking around this long. Uh, my name is Andrew. This is Scott. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Scott. I'm that guy. Once again, we would like to thank uh, Kyle, owner of the Foundry, for oh, yes. allowing us to record here. Thank you for giving us a space with uh, some very nice equipment. Kyle, thank your dad for letting us use his office. Yes. His nice yes. office. Thank you. Surprisingly, sound good. Yes. Yeah. I think this will be nice and crisp. Crispy. Like a couple but of ch- chicken nuggies. A couple strips of bacon. A couple of bacon wrapped chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's uh, I guess that's all we have. That's all we have. I love so. you. Good night. <laughs>